You are tuned to WMNF Tampa, and we are in the middle of our fun drive in sustainable living. Is still in the studio. <laughs> in Thanks the house. to you. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Thank you for letting me come in. This is Annie Ellis from the Sustainable Living Show, and we had uh, a couple of uh, donations. We have one donation from Christina Fowler, or Krista, excuse me, Fowler, uh, for twenty six ninety, and she wanted to say that uh, to keep up the subject matter on this program, it's all really useful. And then she also says this is an additional donation. It is a Circle of Friends member. And I wanted to let y'all know I'm on my way in there to donate $100. So to keep our station uh, healthy, yes. and uh, that's our goal. So thanks again, Mobili, for letting me come in. Certainly. I appreciate my it. My pleasure. Good thanks, luck Annie. to you. Thank you. Thanks, Sean. Hi, I'm Carrie Lenkwikowski at WMNF. Want your donation to sow a seed of love around your community? WMNF is having our spring pledge drive now until February 29th. When you donate, ask for the Seeds of Love pack. You get a Pinewood planter box to grow mixed herbs in. Plus, every planter kit ordered plants a tree through nonprofit One Tree Planted. A WMNF umbrella in bright orange and the 100% cotton twill tote bag with pre-consumer cotton and helps nonprofits dedicated to protecting the earth through 1% for the planet. Don't have tears or fears of the future of our world. Donate and choose the seeds of love for a thank you gift. Now only at WMNF.org. Once again, you are tuned to WMNF Radio 88.5 FM, and this is Community Speaks, the public affairs program that comes your way each Monday, and we are still in the middle of our spring fun drive, and we still need your support as we spiral towards the end of this fun drive, and our news and public affairs director, Sean Canan, joins me in the studio. Thank goodness. Uh, I mean, Bailey, yeah, we're going to raise funds this hour. We need to raise $1,000 during Community Speaks. We know there's people out there, there are people out there who really enjoy this show. They like your perspective and your take on the issues of the day and the history that you bring us as well. So I hope that there's support out there. Are you out there? Are you listening? And are you glad that Mobili's on the air here on noon on at noon on Mondays? Give us a call right now, 813-239-9663. And you can also donate on the web at WMNF.org. And when you call and make your donation, one of the fantastic thank you gifts we have to offer is this Black History Month USB jump drive from Pacifica Radio Archives. There are 33 hours of historic audio content on this thumb drive. There's at least 34 different programs. Uh, Each one is about an hour long. We're going to hear some clips from it today, I think. And, you know, it's it's just... uh, if you are interested in black history or the history of the, the United States and you want to hear these Pacifica Radio Archives recordings that we're giving you, 33 hours of them on a thumb drive that you can put in your computer, put in your car, and you can just listen to them. That uh, th- That's available for a $100 donation when you donate at 813-239-9663 or WMNF.org. Yes, and you know, it's... 
wonderful to be back on the radio. And, you know, I've been here for a few years and I went away for a little while and people wonder where I was. So here I am and I need your support today because I am a self-described warrior against disinformation. And we need that more than ever. That's why I was I was overjoyed about coming back yeah. to the radio airways with an hour-long show so that we can give an unvarnished perspective about what I feel is wrong with this state, with this world, and what's right with it. And the, the fact that we get a chance to talk about it and war against disinformation is one of the main reasons why I felt that I needed to be back on the air and it's been borne out because we now have a Surgeon General here in Florida who went against science when it came to the vaccine for COVID-19. But now we're seeing him wage the same war against an old suspect of measles. I mean, so we need to be able to talk about these things because I think that he is playing fast and loose with public health with his governor, uh, his boss, the governor, giving him, you know, underwriting all of this. And so, you know, we are people who who believe in in being uh, truthful and listening to science, uh, pro-academic, you know, and I think our young people appreciate taking the academic approach and uh, being common sense approach. And I think people of all ages appreciate that kind of programming. So we strive to bring it, and I especially strive to bring it each Monday. I think Monday is a day to, to jump it off. And we got to talk about some of those things as well as this is Black History Month. And I've been uh, excited about covering issues from historical perspective, especially black history, uh, from a family perspective. You know, I see all of us really as family. And uh, but it's been interesting to personalize history. And it has helped me bring a bigger understanding, larger understanding of the world and of world history based on what I've learned about my own self and about my own family. And I think that I've been promoting Others to do exactly the same thing, especially people of African descent, because so much information has been lost. So much of our own knowledge of self has been lost, but it can it can be regained. And that's also part of public affairs. And I'm excited about doing it. We're going to talk a little bit about that history today. We've been covering much of the African-American history perspective. But today I wanted to talk also about lynching. And this, uh, there's a very important story that took place in 19, a lynching that took place in 1934, right here in Tampa. Robert Johnson. We could talk about all that took place there, how law enforcement was really behind that, and how we still struggle with that. Every time we hear if the phrase "Make America Great Again," if you're African American, what are you thinking about? But the history of lynching, not only the history of slavery, but the history of lynching. So it is important that we continue to put these things in perspective. That's why Community Speaks is on the air. I need your support today. 813-239-9663. 813-239-9663. And definitely that uh, Pacifica uh Thumb drive is available as unlimited copies of it. We're going to hear a little bit of that, especially one of our Mississippi warriors, Fannie Lou Hamer. We're going to talk. We're going to hear her voice 
on this thumb drive. And you could take advantage of that by calling up 813-239-9663 because there's so much history here. So many voices here. People you probably haven't heard. You're going to hear some of those voices today. We're going to play Ku Klux Klan, Race, and Prejudice in America as we get this show going today. But we need your support. 813-239-9663. So... Go to the telephone lines or you can go online, WMNF.org, and fill out the form yourself and make certain that you put Community Speaks as the show that you're showing your support for in this moment. Give us a call, 813-239-9663. Sean, should I go ahead and play this first part of what's available on this thumb drive? And the thumb drive is for how much? $100 donation, you can get this thumb drive with 33 hours of historical recordings. Okay, yeah, and it's worth it. It's well worth it. And uh, you're going to hear an enlightening conversation around the issue of the Ku Klux Klan, race and prejudice in America. And then we'll talk a little bit about that historical knowledge, especially from the Tampa Bay History Center, about the local lynching that took place and what that all means to us even to this day. Keep it tuned right here on Community Speaks. Tompkins, a staffer at Pacifica Radio's WBAI and a native of Tuscaloosa, Alabama, who recorded a Ku Klux Klan meeting for a landmark Pacifica documentary in 1964. We also have C.P. Ellis, a former exalted cyclops of the Ku Klux Klan in Durham, North Carolina, who described in 1996 the circumstances of his background growing up hopeful and optimistic in a poor working-class family and how circumstances led him to the Klan. He then proceeds to reveal how he actually has more in common with his black neighbors when he is ironically teamed up with Ann Atwater, who is black, to deal with the town's desegregation process. We begin with Marsha Elizabeth Tompkins, who at the time of her recording in 1964 worked for Pacifica Station WBAI in New York City as the editor of their program guide called The Folio. On a trip from New York City to visit her family in Tuscaloosa, Alabama in 1964 during the Mississippi Freedom Summer at the height of the Civil Rights Movement, she decides that she will contribute in the one way she knows. She sets out to record opinions on race from people in her hometown, including many voices from the very secretive Ku Klux Klan at one of their regional events. Keep in mind, this is 1964 and there is no portable recording device that we now take for granted. Even cassette tapes hadn't been invented yet. Marsha Tompkins had to bring a relatively bulky reel-to-reel tape recorder with her to this event and somehow keep her recording as secretive as the group she was recording. You're about to hear the sounds of an era unvarnished, a snapshot of history unpurified. As you listen, remember the context of the time. This was the reality of the South in 1964, not the far distant past. We are proud to present this exemplary program unsanitized. The title of this program is Be It Ever So Humble. It is about Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Tuscaloosa has a population of 63,307. Elevation, 255 feet above sea level. It is the home of the University of Alabama, Stillman College for Negroes, the State Mental Institution, and the Maine Veterans Hospital. Chief industries produce automobile tires, chemicals, and paper. 
Tuscaloosa is my home. My father served as chief of police until about a year ago. My mother owns a kindergarten there. My brother is an engineer in Birmingham. I love Tuscaloosa for its beauty, such as the oak trees bordering the city streets, for its leisure, for its courtesy. And I hate the place, you know, for its violence and unfairness and cruelty. But more than any words like that, I guess, I am part of it. This first program is a meeting held in Tuscaloosa of the Ku Klux Klan. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. As is a tradition with us, we always open with a prayer. We have a minister with us tonight who has been in the ministry for a very long time. We will have the benediction, then immediately following that we will have the cross burning. The lights here in the field will go out right after the benediction, then we will have our cross burning and then go to our first speaker. So, Will, at this time, I'll ask Brother Sellers to step to the platform here to the speaker stand and open us with a word of prayer. If everyone will stand, please. Almighty, eternal God, our loving Heavenly Father, once again you spared us till this good moment of time to come this way. And as we come our Father, how we beseech thee in the name of Jesus, Lord our Father in Heaven, somehow that you, your Spirit would be upon this gathering together here tonight. God bless, we pray, are the uh, leaders of this organization. Bless each individual and each home that has come this way to this evening. This is the scoop for Monday. To be filled with the Spirit of God this evening to all eternity would change the right and make a wrong out of it. Bless our Father for all. We pray that grace and gratitude bind us to pray for everywhere. Pray our Father for our enemies that we have them. Pray for our churches and our communities everywhere from which we came. And our Father, when we've done our little bit with you, or for you here in the world, we pray somehow, Lord, that you would be near as we start down through the dark valley of the shadow of death, how that you would be with us, our Father, and lead us gently about our spirit as we cross over of the river of Jordan, our Father, pray on the other side that you would raise us up in the morning of the resurrection where we could serve thee in a perfect manner because we pray these blessings in the name of Jesus and for his sake. Amen. <laughs> and we'll proceed with lighting the cross. Planetman, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you look directly behind the speaker's platform, you will see the cross.
listening to a history perspective called the Ku Klux Klan, Race and Prejudice in America. And what you're listening to was just a prayer just before a cross burning. It was a hot night and dusty. The spotlights in the small field were turned off. The wooden cross, about 50 feet high, quickly caught fire. It flamed brightly. Twenty clansmen, dressed in flowing white robes and hoods, walked slowly around the cross. In their hands, they carried red flares. They waved these in time to the music. to WNF Radio 88.5 FM. We are in the middle of our fun drive. This is Community Speaks and this is part of a collection that is available on tape for your donation of $100. This is called the Ku Klux Klan Race and Prejudice in America. This is part of the Pacifica Radio Archives. It's on a USB jump drive and it's uh, full of a lot of historical uh, perspectives. And we're going to look for your telephone calls. 813-239-9663 is the number to call. There's so much on this jump drive, this USB jump drive, that give us some perspective of the history in this country. And it's so much that we don't know about what happened that informs a lot of people's behavior today as you look at the throwback to racist behavior that we've been witnessing over the last few years in this country uh, it is a recall of those bad old days when you hear the ex-president 45 talk about anyone who went to his rally and dissented he would say in the old days you know we would take that person out and and basically commit act of violence against them in those bad old days that included hanging that included targeting black people's houses for a cross burning that included these ritualistic rallies that they would have uh, that where crosses were burned and it was all put into a Christian context. The white Christian nationalism is still a thing in this country. It is something that people continue to cling to and we talk about it right here on Community Speaks. We talk about put these things into perspective so we just thought we'd get a little taste of what you would be hearing if you took advantage of this pacifica drive this uh, ku klux klan race prejudice uh, race and prejudice in america it's a this is a part of an hour-long uh, lesson and uh, so this was the person was recalling what happened in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, but so many cities, including Tampa, Florida, have seen these kinds of extra-legal murders. And a lot of people, there's a book that was written that talked about vigilantism in Tampa Bay, and what we learned as part of that book was that a lot of the people who were big-time businessmen in this city uh, were engaging in these kinds of, in this kind of violence. And these people were part of a 
what was then a sort of chamber of commerce called the Board of Trade. And they controlled employment in this city. They, they controlled who uh, were able to, who was able to organize. And oftentimes it disappeared people. And, you know, that kind of violence was normal in this city as it was throughout this country. So we're going to continue to look for your telephone calls as you call and show your support for this kind of programming here on WMNF. The number to call is 813-239-9663. And uh, Sean, you're back in the house. Yeah, I, I was just in the room where our phone banks are taking your volunteers and I have some exciting news. We have Four donations right now that I'd like to thank for Community Speaks. And I'd like to encourage you to call and support it as well. Do like these four people did. Call 813-239-9663. Or you can go to the website and select Community Speaks when you go to WMNF.org. We have a $1,000 goal. I think we're about $300 of the way to that goal once I read these people's names. And uh, we really would like your support. Get that USB thumb drive that Mobili has been playing audio from. You can hear 33 hours of audio on from the Pacifica Radio Archives Black History Month uh, audio and, and history programs. 813-239-9663. Thanks so much to Art Bear from he and his wife support True Talk and Democracy Now. Thank you for that donation. Also, we'd like to thank John from Dunedin is getting the artist t-shirt. Thank you so much, John. And Anonymous is donating $53.70. And we have another donation for this artist t-shirt is Christina Frederick. Thank you so much for those to those four people who have already donated. Now we need to hear from you. 813-239-9663. If you'd like the artist t-shirt, it's for a $100 donation. If you'd like the USB thumb drive, we can give that to you for a $100 donation. Please call now. 813-239-9663 or WMNF.org. Yes. Please call. Please continue to show your support. I certainly thank those who have already supported those four people. And uh, I look forward to more. So give us a call. 813-239-9663. We have a goal to meet. What is it? We have a $1,000 goal and we've raised $310 so far. So we need about $690. Mm -hmm. We can do that with your help. If there's six people out there or seven people to get the USB thumb drive of the Black History Month Pacifica Radio Archives, we will meet that goal. Maybe you'd like the WMNF logo t-shirt that has our color logo on a black t-shirt. That's available for an $88 donation. Please call now 813-239-9663. Please call 813-239-9663 or you can go online WNF.org and fill out the form yourself, donate form, and uh, make certain that you indicate Community Speaks as the show you're showing support for. We need to show the support. This is, uh, I think, only the second time I've come to you since I've been on the air with Community Speaks. Looking for your support for Monday Public Affairs and a way to really speak truth to power. That's what it's really all about, as what it's always been about for me and for all of us, for you who have supported WMNF over the years. It is all about freedom of speech and uh, speaking truth to power. And it's certainly about truth. And we have a lot to fight against, a lot of disinformation to fight against, especially in this state. And uh, 
We are continuing to do that. Bring the good fight. This is good trouble. <laughs> this is the kind of good trouble I like to get in as long as it's all about informing people and telling the truth. 813-239-9663 if you want to support truth in this city, in this state, on this globe. We're going to go back to the USB drive. I think uh, it is important to listen to the words of those warriors that came before us. These are the shoulders that we stand on. People like Fannie Lou Hamer. And, uh, you know, Fannie Lou Hamer was a warrior, man. She stood up at a time when the two parties were both considered white supremacist parties. And the Democratic Party was, uh, it was suggested that, you know, since the, that the leader of the party at the time supported civil rights, that that would be the party to approach for black people to approach to make certain that we have access to the ballot and access to our own empowerment and our own voices in this in this state uh, in this country. So Fannie Lou Hamer, you know, went to the Democratic Party convention in 19, I think it was 1964. And um, she had formed something called the Mississippi Freedom Democratic Party. And so this is a collection of several speeches made by Fannie Lou Hamer. And uh, we're going to listen to a little bit of that as you go to the telephone lines, if we can get this to play. And take advantage of this full USB drive, as Sean says, 33 hours of history. But let's take a listen to just a few minutes of Fannie Lou Hamer as she talks about the struggles she went through just to have a voice for black people in this country. The worst of it is that it really exists. You see, up until then, it's been kind of a frightening joke. Like, did you hear the one about the Klansman and the Negro Maid? That sort of thing. Let me see if I can explain it. A typical view might be something like this. A long time ago, after the Civil War, when the Yankees were exploiting the South and not giving us any rights, Join us in this next hour as we present the Pacifica 40th Anniversary Archive Series featuring the collected speeches of Fannie Lou Hamer. I want us all in this building to sing Go Tell It on the Mountain to let my people go. My name is Mrs. Fannie Lou Hamer, and I live at 626 East Lafayette Street in Roosevelt, Mississippi. It was in 1962, the 31st of August, that 18 of us traveled 26 miles to this place, to the county courthouse, to try to register to become first-class citizens. When we got here to Indianola, to the courthouse, 
That was a day I saw more policemen with guns than I'd ever seen in my life at one time. We stayed in the registrar's office. I'm not sure how long, because it wasn't but two allowed in the room at the same time. After we got out from the registrar's office, I was one of the first persons to complete as far as I knew how to complete on my registration form, and I went and got back on the bus. During the time that we was on the bus, the policemen kept watching the car, the bus, and I noticed the highway patrolman watching the bus. After everybody had completed their farm, and after we started back to Roosevelt, Mississippi, we were stopped by the highway patrolman and the policeman, and was ordered back to come to Indianola, Mississippi. When we got back to Indianola, the bus driver was charged with driving a bus the wrong color. <laughs> this is the gospel truth, but this bus had been used for years for cotton chopping, cotton picking, and to carry people to Florida to work to try to make enough to live on in the wintertime to get back here to the cotton field the next spring and summer. But that day, the bus had the wrong color. After we got to Roosevelt, about five o'clock, Reverend Jeff Sonny drove me out into the rural area where I had been working as a timekeeper and a sharecropper for 18 years. When I got there, I was already fired. My children met me and told me, said, Mama, said, this man is hot. Said, he said, you will have to go back and withdraw or you will have to leave. During the time he was talking, it wasn't too long before my husband came and he said the same thing. I walked in the house, sit down on the side of my little daughter's bed, and then this white man walked over and said, Pap, did you tell Fannie Lou what I said? He said, yes, sir, and I walked out. And he said, Fannie Lou, did Pap tell you what I said? He said, I said, I di he did. He said, well, Fannie Lou said, you will have to go down and withdraw or you will have to leave. And I addressed and told him, as we have always had to say, Mr. I said, I didn't register for you. I said, I was trying to register for myself. He said, we're not ready for that in Mississippi. 
He wasn't ready, but I've been ready a long time. I had to leave that same night. On the 10th of September in 1962, 16 bullets was fired into the home of Mr. and Mrs. Robert Tucker for me. Now, the question I raise, is this America? The land of the free and the home of the brave? Where people are being murdered, lynched, and killed because we want to register and vote? We will not bow down to a what a rousing speech by sisters Fannie Lou Hamer, this warrior for justice and freedom, civil rights in this country. And that was hers addressing in spite in the face of all uh, pain of death, even. And uh, she was standing up in the face of white supremacy to gain power, not just for her, just to register to vote. And we know that here in Florida, there was a major uh, conflagration where the city of Okoye was set on fire by those who got upset, who were white, who got upset because a black man registered and attempted to cast a vote. And even to this day, we have a governor using the power of his office in a uh, legislature using the powers of their office to confuse and limit the access to the vote in the access to even a referendum process. And so these are the things that we continue to struggle with in this country because the more things change, the more some people want things to stay the same. And so we certainly support bringing this kind of voice to the radio airways. And if you want to take advantage of this USB drive so that you can hear all of Fannie Lou Hamer's collected speeches and all of the 33 hours of history that is available on this drive, give us a call, 813-239-9663. And I certainly want to thank Hugh Lawson for a $100 donation to Community Speaks and to WMNF. I want to thank you for that. Show your support. Join Hugh Lawson and call 813-239-9663 or go online at WMNF.org and also show your love and support for Community Speaks. With that donation, I think we've raised $410 so far right. toward our $1,000 goal. That means we need less than $600 still. So if you can make a contribution right now, give us a call at 813-239-9663. Maybe you can take away for your $100 donation a USB thumb drive that has 33 hours of Pacifica Radio archives about Black History Month, including that hour-long program with the collected speeches of Fannie Lou Hamer. What a gem. Thank you, Mabili, for playing that. It's a service to our community. If you think that this service is valuable enough to support with your financial contribution, please give us a call right now. 813-239-9663 or donate at WMNF.org. Some people can come down here and volunteer. We have a, a lot of lovely volunteers packing up gifts and answering phones right now. We also have community members who are contributing by making donations of food. Petra Middle 
Middle Eastern restaurant located at 1118 West Kennedy Boulevard in Tampa sent kebab skewers, basami rice, hummus, and fatua salad. And thanks to Maria and Muyan and everyone there for feeding us today. We appreciate your continued support of yes. Community Radio. And uh, some people can donate food. Some people can come down here and donate. Maybe you can't do those things, but you certainly can make a financial contribution. Will you join the Circle of Friends at $10 a month, our sustaining membership? Or will you make a one-time contribution of $500 or $100? Give us a call right now, 813-239-9663 or WMNF.org. Yes, thank you, Sean. And thank you all for your support for Community Speaks and thank those food donors. So I do want to appreciate that and all of those who come down here and volunteer to help. But this is a radio station that we are very proud of and I want to share with you a story that our manager has uh, relayed to us about the uh, radio station, our, our whole business model here, our community model here that we continue to uh, keep close and dear to our heart. We still do this the old-fashioned way. We still have live humans here in the studio. We're not just piking in noise. We are really here and we are conscious of the community. That's part of why we do this. We are community conscious and we're here to bring all of the perspectives together and bring it all together because you can't separate the uh, public affairs from the music completely it all it all relates so we try to bring it all together right here but let's take a listen to what our our manager had to say and uh as you go to the telephone lines and show your support for wmf radio especially for community speaks keep it tuned right here here are a few words from wmf's program director sam vall what was really cool was that I went to this conference out in Boulder where all these radio stations came together to talk about all things radio. So as I'm talking to different people from these different stations around the country, you know, they're asking me, oh, WMNF, what's that all about? When I would tell them that we're a community radio station, we've been around since 1979, built and supported by listener donations. We are volunteer powered. Our DJs are volunteers. They come in once a week, every week. They pick out their own music. They are live 24-7. When I would tell them all these things, they were shocked. They were saying, no one does it like that anymore. It's unheard of. So when I tell you that WMNF is truly unique and special and rare, yeah, the rest of the radio stations agree. <laughs> so if you value this radio station like I do, please consider donating. Go to WMNF.org and click that donate button. Where music, news, and culture collide. WMNF. That's right, WMNF 88.5 FM. This is Community Speaks, and I'm your host, Patro Mabili, and we're trying to raise money to reach our goal so that we can get back to regular programming. And uh, we've been listening to a lot of what you can uh, take advantage of if you show your love and, uh, and donate to Community Speaks. This USB drive is so f stock full of history. 
and voices that you very rarely get to hear from people that are on song for the most part we don't really remember uh we don't often recall them recollect them in the main that's why we here at wmnf do it because there's so much that has been overlooked and we continue to need to look back and learn because that's the only way we're going to understand ourselves. That's the only way we're going to understand why we do and why we see the things that we see today and where we're headed in this country. We have to learn from the past. History teaches and we are here to learn from that past. And uh, that's why this USB drive has been so near and dear to me and especially offering it now during Black History Month at the time when most people in the country are open to learning about these things because it helps us to understand ourselves, no matter what color you are, what creed you are, where you've come from, what's all in your DNA. If you're here in the United States, this, this, this is a history that you must know, that you have to understand because there's so much symbology that's still with us and so much that we continue to fight about in this country because we don't understand what happened historically. 813-239-9663 is the number to call so that we can stop going in circles. That's what we're listening to right now, circles. But we need to reach that goal before the end of the hour here on Community Speaks. 813-239-9663 if you want to show your love and support for Community Speaks. Hey, Mavili, I have a donation here. Great. From Redwood in Reddington Shores Beach is getting our artist T-shirt and he is donating $107. So thank you so much for that. Now we've raised more than $500. We are more than halfway there. In the next 13 minutes, we need to raise about another $480. Maybe there's a hero out there who can make a $480 donation and put Community Speaks (laughs) over the top. Give us a call at 813-239-9663 or donate at WMNF.org. There are a couple of events that you can go to, take advantage of. I think that, uh, well, Sean, you've been telling us about some of those events, haven't you? Yes. Well, one of them is the indie artist Matt Maltese is playing Friday, March 15th at the Crowbar in Ybor City. We can offer you a pair of tickets for your $45 donation. Mm -hmm. So if you'd like to get that, we only have one pair available. So give us a call for Matt Maltese. Also, there is the 1990s versus 2000s night. It has tributes to Nirvana and Lincoln Park. That's Saturday, March 2nd at the Floridian in St. Petersburg. We only have one pair of those and we can give that to you for a $30 donation. So give us a call if you'd like either of those. Your phone bank volunteers will will know about that. You can ask them about that. 813-239-9663 or WMNF.org. One other pair of tickets that we can offer you is if you make a $240 donation to WMNF, we will give you a pair of tickets to Tropical Heat Wave. That's Saturday, May 4th at the Cuban Club in Ybor City. It's a great music festival. You know you're going, so you might as well pledge now for tickets. $240 donation. Support Community Speaks. Support WMNF. Get tickets to Heat Wave. What else would you possibly want for your donation? 813-239-9663 or WMNF.org. Well, the Tropical Heat Wave is definitely one of those events that people look forward to. I'm always getting emails about when is it coming? When is it coming? Well, here's an opportunity to get the tickets in advance so that you can go. 813-239-9663. Say you want to 
get those general admission tickets to the Tropical Heat Wave for $240. And that would get us almost there. Mm-hmm. 813-239-9663 is the number to call. And uh, like I said, that USB drive, that is the thing that I really am appreciating. And uh, maybe we'd listen to a little bit more yeah. of that before we get on out and make room for getting back to the music. It's the Music Monday with Blaine Whalen. Because she has to do exactly the same thing. But have you all heard of the Attica prison uprising in the 1970s? One of those pivotal events that uh, really led to a lot of reform in this country when it comes to prisons and how people respond. And so George Jackson, one of those Black Panthers, was in prison. Of course, it was trumped up charges 11 years for something he didn't do. And uh, so while he was there... Already being a Black Panther has decided to uh, stage his own uh, uprising in the prison. And that led to the Attica uprising. Uh, He wrote a book about it called The Soledad Brother. And let's take a listen to a little bit of that here as part of the SUB drive that you can take advantage of by calling up here and getting this $100. Give us a $100 donation and you'll get the USP drive from Pacifica Radio Archives. Let's listen to George Jackson and Soledad Brothers. You go to the telephone lines and call 813-239-9663 to show your your support and your love for Community Speaks. Hi, this is Mark Maxwell sitting in for Brian DeShazer and welcome to From the Vault, our weekly series that brings our history out of the vault and onto the radio. This week we celebrate Black August, an informal log of events in African American resistance from slavery to the present by examining the last two years in the life of George Jackson. Arrested at the age of 18 for allegedly stealing $70 from a gas station, Jackson spent the last 11 years of his life in the California prison system, where he was killed on August 21, 1971, at the age of 29. George Jackson wrote two books while in solitary confinement in those last two years, Soledad Brother and Blood in My Eye that critiqued conditions inside prison and effectively helped spark the Attica prison riots and the modern prison reform movement. But first, we present a commentary by Mumia Abu-Jamal, which highlights some of the events which helped define Black August. Black August has many markers throughout the long history of resistance in the Americas. There are more than we could ever recount here, but here are a few that are important and undeniable events that affected other events and indeed had global impact. It was a hot, humid morning in August 1619 when dark-skinned Africans were unloaded from a ship in the English colony of Jamestown in Virginia. They were called indentured servants by the people who purchased their contracts. It is unknown what the Dutch sailors called them. Some 30 years later, they would be called something that millions of other Africans would be called on American shores for the next 200 years, slaves. They were, in fact, captives, chained, stolen captives of a vicious race war against black life by the merchant princes of Europe. For those people who call themselves African Americans, their unique history begins here. On August 21st, 1831, the explosive rebellion of Nat Turner turned Southern society inside out. Although he has been labeled by traditional, that is, white historians, as a madman, Turner was in fact a deeply religious man 
who was moved by signs and portents that he saw in the summer sky, compelling him to fight for the freedom of his captive people. Only in a slavocracy would the idea of freedom fighting and resistance seem mad. Some 30 years after Nat Turner's rebellion, the Civil War would deal a death blow to American bondage. August 30th, 1856. When the name of John Brown is evoked, the shadow of Harper's Ferry arises in the mind of the small group of rebels who tried unsuccessfully to seize an American armory and foment rebellion among the slaves. But years before Harper's Ferry, John Brown had waged war against pro-slavery forces in Osawatomie, Kansas, after Missourians had sacked the town of Lawrence, Kansas, some three months earlier. The fighting in Kansas led to excited reports about bleeding Kansas. What they were were tough, nasty border wars between anti- and pro-slavery forces, each trying to dominate the other. Indeed, Brown was called Osawatomie Brown before Harper's Ferry marked him as a martyr for the sacred cause of freedom. August 11 to 16, 1965. The fires of Watts, a black community in Los Angeles, California, were marked as for rebellion for the generation of blacks in the 1960s. These rebellions, staged in response to brutal police attacks on people, cost the lives of 34 people and also almost $20 million worth of property damaged or destroyed. The spirit of Black August moves through centuries of Black, Indian, and multicultural resistance. It is an emblem of the spirit of freedom. It is a long smoldering spark of the fire in the hearts of a people, hearts burning and yearning for freedom. From death row, this is Mumia Abu-Jamal. That was Mumia Abu-Jamal from a 2003 commentary from his Prison Radio Dispatches from Death Row series, produced by Noel Hanrahan. I woke up this morning, there were tears in my bed. I killed a man I really loved, I shot him through the head. Lord, Lord, they cut George Jackson down. Lord, Lord, they laid him in the ground. The story of George Jackson is, if anything, controversial. In an age when billions of dollars are lost without much accountability, George Jackson was arrested for allegedly stealing $70 at a gas station at the age of 18. His court-appointed attorney recommended he plead guilty to armed robbery because the sentence would be less than if he went to trial. Taking his attorney's advice, he pleaded guilty and was sentenced to the indeterminate length of one year to life, and George Jackson would never be free from prison again. Bill Northwood of Pacifica Station KPFA in Berkeley explains the circumstances in which George Jackson and two other inmates were removed from the normal prison population in January of 1970 and placed into solitary confinement. The case of the Soledad brothers began in January 1970. On January 13th of that year, a white guard at Soledad Prison shot, three, shot and killed three black inmates who were allegedly involved in an altercation in an exercise yard. Three days later, the Monterey County Grand Jury exonerated the guard. Later the same day, another prison guard, John Mills, was killed. A day later, 
prison officials placed George Jackson, John Cluchet, and Fleeta Drumgo in segregation in Soledad Prison, and the three men were later indicted by the same county grand jury which had exonerated the guard in the killing of the three black inmates. The first preliminary hearing in the case was held in Salinas on March 17, 1970, at which time the defendants were brought into the courtroom in chains. The defense secured a change of venue to San Francisco, at which time the defendants were transferred to San Quentin Prison. That was during the summer of 1970. While in solitary confinement, George Jackson wrote the book Soledad Brother, which was published in October 1970. Legendary KPFA public affairs director Elsa Knight Thompson produced a program entitled Soledad Brother. Well, you could take full advantage of that information by calling 813-239-9663 and ask for the USB drive from Pacifica Radio Archives. And that is the story of George Jackson and the Soledad brother. So you, you'll get that story in full if you take advantage of this USB drive. And there's so much history, so much information on that that you will not be disappointed. So call up and show your love or go online and and hit the the donate button and say you want to donate $100 to Community Speaks and say you want that Pacifica Radio Archive. Oh, yeah. 813-239-9663. If you'd like to talk to one of our phone bank volunteers and tell them that same information that you'd like to donate $100 for Community Speaks to get that USB thumb drive of Black History Month from Pacifica Radio Archives, you'll hear the full episode of George Jackson on Soledad Brother. Give us a call right now, 813-239-9663 or donate on the web at WMNF.org. We still need to raise $430. We've raised four, $560 or so so far. We need to hear from you in the last three minutes. Yeah. I see that one phone line is lit, so maybe that's $100. So we might only need about $330. If you can be a hero and donate that last $330 that Mobili needs for Community Speaks to go over its goal, you would certainly be the hero this afternoon, 813-239-9663 or WMNF.org. Uh, you know, I love history and, you know, that informs my understanding of the present and where we're headed towards the future. So that kind of programming, if you appreciate that type of programming, give us a call and say you support Community Speaks. My name is Patrick Mobili and I'm so proud to be here at WMNF and support uh, this uh, the efforts of what we do here. We are truly community conscious and we hope that you feel that way so that if you want to show that love you can show us that you feel that way by calling 813-239-9663 coming up next is blanny and it's the music so i hope you support all the music shows including blanny's show by calling that number and before that at, at one o'clock 101 we will play the scoop today it's produced by carrie lynn kwitkowski and uh it's the five minutes of the day's new headlines brought yep. to you from the WMNF team. I hope you like that and you support that. Give us a call to support any of the WMNF shows. Here's the number 813-239-9663 or in the last 40 seconds of the show, you can go to WMNF.org and support Community Speaks with your donation. We're about maybe about $330 short or so of our goal. Help us to make that goal. WMNF.org or 813-239-9663. I definitely need a hero in the last... 
40 seconds, the last 15 seconds of this show, if you could do it, just put it over the edge. That way I feel like we've made it. So, uh, but we certainly appreciate all those who have already contributed. And I definitely love that the show comes right before the scoop mm-hmm. because this is locally produced news and it's a great augmentation to our conversations right here each Monday. So we're going to get to that right away and stay.